podcast. This is our two-year anniversary podcast. I'm your host, LB. Joining me as always is CT. Another good afternoon to folks. So before we begin, I want to go ahead and just mention that I am still in the Pacific Northwest, otherwise known as the surface of the sun. (laughs) Uh, It is very hot here, too hot to be in my office upstairs. And so I am on my back porch recording this because it's the only cool place that I can find. So if you hear any stray background noise, I apologize for that in advance. Uh, So anyways, the reason why we're doing this podcast is because by the time this podcast goes live, our two-year anniversary will have come to pass. Uh, We've been doing this since June 29th, June June 30th, something like that, of 2019, when we posted our first Expanding Horizons to YouTube, uh, which lasted oh so long (laughs) uh but ever since then we've been posting different episodes of different formats for the last couple of years and we wanted to go back and kind of do a retrospective and talk about some of our favorites from the last couple of years uh so where do we want to begin uh i don't i don't know i guess we'll just begin at the beginning so uh, right. so you can I mean, you you can maybe chat a, a little bit about it just to give some of the the prehistory before we permanent co-hosted expanding horizons because you had a bit of history with that prior to the podcast and wanted to explicitly do that because uh i was pretty keen on your your format at the time as well Yeah, Expanding Horizons is an idea that came to me a few years ago. I don't remember what year exactly it came to me. I'm not even sure what website I was working for at the time. But the basic idea that I had at the time was that I was going to find a different co-host every single month and we were going to recommend a series to each other that the other person had never seen before. And it was rough going for a while there because um, as much as I loved the concept and as much as I enjoyed doing it, rounding up a different co-host every single month just proved really daunting. So that's the reason why it ended up dying the first time around uh, and didn't come back until you know, 2019 when CT started bugging me over Discord. (laughs) Yes, well, the problem, I think, in your case was you didn't have enough blackmail material on your friends and other acquaintances to be able to force them into this Devil's Compact contract. But, uh, so yes, we, we have obviously dutifully every month come out with an episode of expand okay we we didn't quite stick to the monthly thing too well because i think we've had 13 explicit extended horizons uh expanding horizons episodes and uh and of course as you say it's been uh, two years and in fact one of them was prior to what we are marking the two years at because the recording is lost so yeah so maybe maybe i'll just ask a quick question about that I know I've I've occasionally slyly brought it up, but uh, do you think that we should ever try to re-record the ones that we lost just, you know, because we already put the work in? Or do, do they at this point not quite have the appeal of revisiting to see if we could uh, reconstruct something out of it? One of them, perhaps, because one of them, uh, the first one that we lost was our first episode, which was Princess Nine and Ping Pong Club, uh, or Ping Pong the Animation. Ping Pong the Animation. Yeah, very different series. Scorching Ping Pong Girls. No, not, not, not that one. Yeah, so that was the first one that we lost because my recording equipment only picked up my side of the conversation. 
Uh, so yeah, so we lost that one. Uh, we had to go back to the drawing board and figure things out. I think that I would be willing to watch Ping Pong again and recreate that show. But the other one that we lost, uh, which was Mardock Scramble and Odame Contabile, uh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> Yes, because as much as I love Nadame Cantabile, you were not terribly enthused. And I know Marduk's Scramble was kind of a weird experiment for you as well, because you'd only watched one of the movies and not three. And it kind of turned into both of us making fun of Marduk's Scramble. Yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, there's a certain amount of enjoyment to it, but maybe it's not, uh, not important enough to... Uh, yeah, so we've we've obviously had a uh, a bunch of them together for a while. That was all we were doing, uh, except uh, I guess before we start chatting about any of the explicit uh, expanding horizons stuff, we did take a fairly quick turn into attempting a newscast to fill in possible broadcast gaps or or weekly stuff. It. Uh, wasn't feeling too slick and was very quickly abandoned. It's, it's not even listed on your Patreon. So, uh, and I know we've done it right after the, uh, the second, uh, broadcast expanding horizons. Was that something that you were largely driven to want to do because you just weren't at a site doing, uh, uh, you know, the, the constant news plugs and, uh, after a while you would get back in and so you have that beat back at uh at jlist again and prior to that at other at other sites was it more just feeling the the news urge um i actually don't really remember what my driving motivation was to create that i think that i just wanted to try something new with my experience. I've been covering anime news for almost 16 years now. So I just wanted to take my experience and kind of try something new and try a new format and see how it would work out. And yeah, that did not work very well at all. <laughs> I believe if you go back into our podcast history on like iTunes or anything, you might be able to find yeah, it. Yeah, you'll still. you'll probably find it in an RSS feed, but uh I it does feel like the less spoken the better. Yeah. Uh so that that's that's one that unless you probably have a specific or special circumstance that you want to talk about, likely wouldn't return where we're juggling enough other concepts anyway that uh, that there's no reason to to go back into the well for something like that. Yeah, that. it was it was a nice attempt, but not worth pursuing. So, okay, well, it would it would take a while. I, I remember that. Uh, what is it? Our 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 only uh, our other format which has lasted because it's very random the the anime countdown started after i think we we pushed ourselves pretty damn fierce for, <laughs> for the <laughs> kor and and ass class episode because that's uh that's four core of anime each and of course i i ended up watching both for so for me that was literally eight core of uh explicit stuff for the show during uh-huh i think it was a little more than a month for that but not uh not fully so uh i know the the countdown stuff has been easy to pull off because they're just think of something normy or completely off the wall and uh and just you know chat about it so it, it's it's a very easy kind of thing to keep up so Literally, the last thing that we did was was that yesterday, so that'll get posted at some point. But Indeed, uh, yeah. So I think we got through six of them, fully half the ones that got broadcast prior prior to even having a real other format. Uh, so I, th 
I thought that since, you know, a lot of it, the the first, the, the major thrust of the, the first year was explicitly on Expanding Horizons, we might ask a few questions about, you know, the ways in which has the concept succeeded with us? Have we felt our horizons expanding in some way? And I figured we just might ask, uh, you know, a couple questions in that regard. Uh, so for, for, for instance, I guess I'll go with the first one that I, I put earlier. Uh, which of any of the recommendations I made to you did you find uh, furthest outside your wheelhouse and or least likely for you to ever pursue on your own? Are they, does that amount to the same thing? Would they be different if you're considering them in that, uh, in that direction? Yeah, actually, I have two different answers to that question. The one furthest outside my wheelhouse was KOR. Okay. So, because you know how I feel about 80s and 90s anime. Yes, well, that's why I had the... There were too many parallels to not do it, and that was uh, against your number one. So, now, was the outside your wheelhouse primarily aesthetically? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. If if you hadn't recommended it to me, I never would have watched it because I just don't like that art style from those particular decades. 90s, I can sort of get away with it every once in a while, late 80s or so sometimes, but for the most part, anime from that period of time just doesn't usually appeal to me i prefer anime from this millennium so <laughs> well it, it sounds like you wouldn't have pursued that of your own volition either but but i guess a different title even more than that yeah that would be yosuga no sora ah <laughs> uh, yes the uh <laughs> the the funny thing is, if you ask the same question to me, my answer would be my own suggestion <laughs> on that. The the in joke of that being that I, for whatever reason, I was thinking of something different and used those words, but I didn't really read into it. And after a couple weeks, when you'd already pitched in i hadn't started watching anything or rather i'd been watching mao Yu first and hadn't really checked in on the thing and didn't realize my mistake until basically we were invested so that was one that expanded my own horizon in ways that indeed was both outside my normal wheelhouse and least likely to to pursue on my own i'm sure something uh, got expanded during that cast hey hey Interestingly, I found that somehow I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I would have going into it from the description. Mm hmm But <laughs> even so, it's still further, further, uh, further and uh, uh, beyond. Uh, if I were to pick one of your suggestions to me, for the most part, I mean, uh, there, some of them, of course, I had watched a little bit of, uh, like, uh, Never a Girl Online. I think the one I probably would have been least likely to pick up, I wouldn't say outside of my wheelhouse, but maybe of the, uh, of your suggestions to me, uh, was uh, Mahromatic. Because it, it's just a little bit to, you know, it felt a, a, a bit too on the nose and of a type and in a way a bit more like in the very early aughts that uh, that I hadn't pursued or, or cared about. Not that it was objectionable, just least likely, I think, that I would uh, want to delve in. That so makes I, sense. I know I, I, know I tossed... Uh, a different question and 
before, which uh, I, I described it as the most bifurcated one between our suggestions. Uh, if we eliminate the possibility of Yosuga no Sora, which is obviously a very hentai <laughs> work <laughs> against Maoyu, which is very wholesome <laughs> sort of work. If we if we remove that one from contention just by how far to the side Yasuga Nosora tilts, uh, which one did you feel kind of the the strangest balance between one side and the other? Either uh, from enjoyment or just from concept of them. Uh, if we're going by concept, I'd probably say Black Lagoon versus School Rumble. Okay. Uh, in terms of enjoyment, I'm not really sure. I'd say maybe, um, uh, maybe Tenchi and Black Butler. Gotcha. But I think... uh, you'd, you'd have to weigh in on that to, you know, tell me if I'm right or not. Well, you're right for you. Uh, I think for myself, conceptually, the strangest matchup was probably uh, uh, Mardok Scramble and Otabe Kintabi. <laughs> <laughs> all, all things considered. Uh, but because that didn't land, if I were to pick something else, I think I would probably go with Last Exile and Oron. That and now, uh, And now that we've all identified a whole bunch of different ones, I guess one follow-up question on that would be what how well do you think the expanding horizons like concept works when we're kind of juggling you know shows that are strange to match up with each other i know in the beginning i was always trying to take a connection through so when you, when you suggested princess 9 i was like oh, i'll take a sports show that begins with p <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Plastic Memories and Run with the Wind. I went through the director or something like that. I don't. I don't remember entirely, but I kept. I kept trying to find some through line, but I would usually try to skew it a little bit. Uh, so how? I guess from an enjoyment of doing stuff, something like Outlaw Star and Coyote Ragtime show feels very much. You know, it, it's a pretty good parallel. <laughs> to each other obviously different takes on it but for how how do you enjoy something like that where we're both kind of feeding closer from the same pool to things that are just completely uh uh you know from other sides of the stadium uh, I personally enjoy ex- expanding horizons no matter what we're doing. I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but expanding horizons has always been probably my favorite format that we've done uh, just because I enjoy being able to recommend shows to you and being able to talk on the same level about you know shows that we watched you, you know, not necessarily together, but have recommended to each other. Right. So, you know, Expanding Horizons has always been one of my favorite formats. Now that now that's interesting. Do we want to try uh, try something at one point where where we are actually watching the shows with each other, where we schedule an Expanding Horizons? Uh, in that way. I know we want to come to the cast fresh, but would that change something if we're watching with each other, making some commentary uh, as we go, rather than saving all of it for the cast? We could try that. Uh, We've never really discussed it before, but yeah, I mean, after after the show, we could definitely, you know, talk about it. It's just a matter of juggling your schedule and my schedule. Yes, the uh, <laughs> scheduling, it's hard enough just for the doing podcasts on the weekend if we're also include watching a one core plus show or two of them actually with each other, then uh, yeah, how how well could that work? Maybe maybe that could be something where we're doing it uh, just with a movie as opposed yeah, to maybe. Uh, 
as opposed to a whole series. Excuse me. Uh, so I guess on, on the opposite side of it, uh, actually, before, before we finish off or polish off, I guess let's uh, dig a little bit more into when we started with the countdown and uh, 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 some of the stuff that we've been doing in there, what what kind of countdown episodes uh, have the most appeal or it or does it come across rather like expanding horizons where it's just, well, we're chatting about the stuff in the industry that we love generally. And even if it's a weird question or a simple one, like who's your, uh, what, what are your favorite OPs or OP artists? Uh, we've, we've certainly done the most of them. So I mm-hmm. guess the, not by too much, but, uh, we, we did throw in ten uh, uh, podcasts about a about a decade in there as well. So yeah, uh, what uh, what what I guess what kind of thing has the most appeal from the countdown sort of episodes, or does the appeal largely come from hey, we don't have another thing, but this is just something we can throw together and. Uh, and do whether we've been spending a lot of time compiling a list or a concept or not. The thing that appeals to me about the anime countdown podcasts is how quickly you and I throw them together. Sometimes (laughs) I (laughs) like an hour before the show or a half hour. It's like, let's do this. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I can just send you a message on discord on Thursday saying, Hey, I have an idea. And then on Saturday we're recording the show. So I really enjoy how random and off the wall it can be sometimes. Uh, I, I, Anime Countdown isn't our most popular format. It gets, you know, some downloads, but not a lot, not compared to our other shows. Uh, but they're uh, uh, honestly some of the most fun podcast that we do simply just because of how off the cuff they can be that's true i i think i also enjoy i definitely enjoy the off the cuff and when we find a particularly weird concept to go with uh i think i've almost been enjoying the kind of thing where i'm like the appeal to me is these challenge terms of, of things where we're like, well, let's come up with a thing, but okay, but that would be too Norman. We already did this. So when we're talking, the music ones have been this big building over time where it's like, okay, well, we did one about the composers and we, we all have this, you know, huge single composer focus thing. So let's eliminate them from doing stuff kind of the way we eliminated uh, Kyoto Animation and Ghibli from a lot of commentary otherwise because it comes across as uh, a, li- a little bit too easy. Yeah. And then it's just adding things. Okay, so no one, uh, they all have to do at least three and we can't <laughs> line up with any of them who did, uh, uh, you know, a uh, who were a favorite composer and they can't line up with necessarily a favorite uh, OP one when we were doing the EDs. I don't think we actually, we didn't overlap. It wasn't a hard category, but even then I was mentally considering like, do I want to ever overlap? And in this case, it happened to be not, which I thought was interesting on its own right, but that was almost going to be another term for me. Uh huh. So, uh, yes. And I mean, we haven't yet picked our single, like uh, our favorite individual OPs rather than OP artists or something like that. So, who knows how many uh, steps down we're going to get eventually. Uh, yeah, the music cast... But yeah, they're... I was just going to end with, but yeah, they're, they're definitely a, a, a lot of fun. Yeah, the music casts are definitely the more challenging ones that we've done so far. I don't, I'm not against them at all. I've had a lot of fun doing those, but yeah, definitely they're the more challenging ones. We gotta, we gotta get back to some of the weirder ones we've left in the wings for a while. 
<laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, uh, now we also threw in in the middle. We started wanting to just chat about it. I guess it was simply you know we had just completed the uh, Kaguya and the Toge expanding horizon. So the next week we didn't really have anything going on. We hadn't yet done more countdowns and it was like maybe we can talk about anime from this decade because we're you know running through the end year and it's like okay that that feels like a a simple thing to do and I, and I know that uh, this was one of the ones where we suffered the most because the 2010 cast was just kind of pull up a list of stuff that came out in 2010 and talk about it all so it had uh, it had no no real structure and was more rambly than we usually get. Yeah, totally. So I know that didn't have a, a appeal for a while and it basically disappeared for, for six months or so. Uh, but it would resurface and we would approach it more like a countdown fashion where we would just pick five things in a decade to talk about as opposed to anything that came to mind. Uh, so ov overall, you know, did, did that have enough people? We were driven more by finishing it before the decade finished. Because, mm. <laughs> hey, you know, might as well at that point. It was like, maybe we can get the, the other, you know, nine years done here. Uh, is this a a well that you want to revisit later? Do we want to hit the the aughts with it or go back to the the nineties? Even uh, there's certainly going to be decades that we can't do too well. Yeah, or wouldn't have any appeal to you at all. Oh yeah, totally. I would love to go back and do the aughts. I don't know if I could do the nineties or the eighties, uh, but the aughts I definitely would like to do at some point. And then when we get to the end of this decade, if either of us, you know, are you know still alive, we can do this decade. <laughs> if the if the world is not a smoldering crater, or do you just yeah. mean you know get hit by a bus? Yeah, either we are, or. We are. We are. <laughs> either seems fairly, uh, fairly plausible. We are a cheery sort. <laughs> but uh, I guess of of the uh, of the cheerier side of the expanding horizons, then, um, you know, which which one of them possibly would would you consider? you know, a, a favorite of the recommendations? Is there one that you find that's the most uh, uh, comfortable for you that you either have rewatched or would want to rewatch it at some point on the, on the more positive side of it? What, what, what's our, what's our scoring accuracy and in, in hits as opposed to uh, the, the, the great middle chasm uh personally the series that you've recommended to me that i've enjoyed the most uh was kaguya sama i have gone back and watched that again a couple of times now oh hey that's good okay i and feel like the... and then uh, the sorry most... but before before we left uh kaguya i feel like because that was also literally the most recent of anything uh -huh. And that was one that I really just wanted you to watch before, you know, because it was lining up with season two as well. That was one that I assumed you were pro more than likely going to watch because it had prominent enough mention you just hadn't gotten around to. Is that uh, is that correct or? Yeah, pretty was much. Was it not I really mean... on your radar? It wasn't totally on my radar because I had given it a couple of tries beforehand. I had read the first volume of the manga. I had watched the first episode of the anime and it hadn't really appealed to me. It didn't grab me because I was worried that it was just going to be the same old thing over and over <laughs> and over and over again. Uh, I wouldn't have finished it if you hadn't pushed me. 
Uh, and but then once you pushed me and I watched the whole first season, I was I really enjoyed it. Good, good, good. The more the more Kaguya fans out there in the world, the better. <laughs> in terms of the most comfortable uh, or the most comforting um, anime out that uh, that you've recommended to me, I'd probably say it had to be Girls Last Tour. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh because I I do love just how weirdly appealing a moe blob post-apocalyptic iashike is. Just by concept, I love that show so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I can see that. Our our potato girls are definitely comfy, even while they're effectively traversing the the very ends of humanity itself as we're being watched by uh random aliens who are like what the crap humanity <laughs> uh what about you did you are has there been any recommendations from me that you like particularly enjoyed and have gone back to it's okay uh, you there... can say assassination classroom <laughs> Well, I have gone back to Ass Class, but in manga form, but that's because it's doing the re-edition in the Manga Plus app, and technically I'm also reading JoJo and Dragon Ball, so that that's technically not an achievement of Ass Class specifically, but uh, it's, a, it's a heck of a lot more enjoyable than, uh, than, than others there. Uh, I have not gone back to any, but as you know... I don't tend to go back and rewatch a whole lot. Uh, so in, in my case, it would, it would come around more to who I can convince to watch and open up and then watch with them. I think possibly my, my favorite uh, of your recommendations as an overall enjoyable show is likely uh, Oron. And that's one of those that I've read some of the manga, so I knew it would appeal. I just never went back to the uh, to the anime. And uh, I, I am hoping it gets the uh, Fruits Basket Brotherhood treatment, because I think it would be... Uh, it would be great to reintroduce Oron to the current generation and let it have, a, you know, an entire and proper adaptation of it. Mm -hmm. Probably the most comfy though is Maoyu, which again is a little weird, but <laughs> but not fully weird. Uh they're they're just so adorable. <laughs> uh, even even more somehow. And like I said, it it's kind of got the same appeal that Spice and Wolf does for me. It hits a lot of the same sensors. There's a little, maybe a little bit more distraction that I'd rather have if it was sort of a higher level thing rather than these, the combat scenes that don't necessarily work too well for it. But, uh, but it's definitely enjoyable. I think of the ones that I would be more likely to recommend to people, unless I know that they haven't watched or on, uh, specifically and and would love it i think the ones that i'm more likely to try to get people into uh to see how they react to it uh would be uh, uh black butler first especially season two which is of course your favorite season uh and hard Chronicles to enjoy a season that which... doesn't exist <laughs> it's right there with kenshin season three uh <laughs> but yes black I, I think I might, you know, stop it at the uh, uh, at the end of season one effectively, so not even bother going into season two, even just to get to uh, Book of Circus. The Book of Circus wasn't the best. I enjoyed enough about it, but I think that the, the first season effectively felt like the right amount of Black Butler, but it's... Mm -hmm. It feels like an, an approachable, very anime show that uh, 
would appeal to people. Uh, although I'd, I'd also like to uh, to get people on through Chrono Crusade, which I think has the most interesting through line uh, through it, because because uh, it feels like a much different show at the beginning than it ends up. So, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Ah. Now, of course, we have a, a couple formats that are still being birthed. We haven't officially gotten into the gush cast or the accompanying. I don't even know what we're going to call the other one, where neither of. Where, <laughs> we've talked about it before, but we we want to be able to do single show focuses starting with space brothers. Cause that is my number one show. And I don't know where in numbering it is, if it's uh, outside of a top five for you, but it's certainly a, a favorite for you. Uh, but then to counterbalance that, we also want to do ones that are basically neither of us have watched it. And we're pretty sure we probably wouldn't like it, and we normally wouldn't pursue it to begin with. So we're getting <laughs> other people to suggest to us a thing that maybe it'll turn into a bit more like uh, MST3K. Uh, but you know, who knows? That can, you can get hits as well as misses and that kind of thing as well. So other people expanding our own horizons. Yeah, I mean uh, the gush cast about Space Brothers. We've been talking about doing that since like January. So Yeah, yeah, and it's mostly my fault, which is weird, but uh a lot of it just has to do with uh uh timing and and strangeness. It's it's a whole lot easier as mentioned earlier to do a countdown which you can throw one together the day before or half an hour before and just kind of have a a quick fun time versus here's something that we're basically going to do in eight separate parts uh, because we'll do it a a core at a time and then continue through the manga, which for, for you will be, I think specifically interesting because you don't do a whole lot, lot of manga reading as far as I know. I've you did mention the, the Yakuza law, lower one. That's good. That's good. But you've uh, you never read uh, Space Brothers before. And, and of course, with me, after the anime ended, there was not a chance that I could stop myself from getting more of the story. So I've been uh, weekly following it because it's been in Crunchyroll manga. So it's been the easiest thing to keep up with, too. And... Uh, and pick up the volumes as they go. Uh, but we have successfully launched our most recent format, which has been the Otaku in Training uh, stuff, which uh, we're, we're about to record episode four of, in fact, in a couple hours. So Indeed, uh, yeah. I don't know that there's a... I don't know that there's a, a whole lot to, to talk about, Uh I do like the uh, who you pulled in. Uh, both of uh, Bama and Brandon are both essentially people who are through your friend group, although I don't know entirely how that, that would be introduced on the cast. But for people who are coming in through this, who uh, who who did you pull in and, and from what uh, leg of the otaku verse? Uh, Bama came in, she is a friend of a friend, so I pulled her in through a post on Facebook, uh, and then Brandon came in through another Discord server that I'm part of, I won't mention which Discord server it is, um, but that was another server where I posted a message saying, hey, I know we have some people in here who are kind of interested in anime, but not really, and so is there any interest from anyone on you know becoming more of an anime fan and brandon was one of the first people to jump up and say hey yo okay so not not even necessarily someone who you had a longer acquaintance with but someone who uh you you pulled in from just a a shared 
server and maybe hadn't even interacted with too much. But I guess that is a good way to, you know, pull a, a complete newbie or recent. Yeah, newbie. I mean, Brandon and I had <laughs> chatted a few times, so he wasn't it wasn't like I was pulling in a stranger. Uh, and then right. Bama, like I said, is a friend of a friend. So, you know, again, not really a stranger. Yeah. Right. But uh, I guess Facebook was useful for one thing. <laughs> Statistically, it was bound to happen. <laughs> Statistically, at least one good thing. Sort of like uh, uh, Twitter, I guess, was good for introducing me to a few people who I largely the ones that I uh, kept up with are ones that I would chat with elsewhere including especially discord these days so uh i guess then out of it we, we've covered all the all the territory so if we were to ask you know what was your favorite individual episode out of everything that we've done individual podcasts out of all of the ones that we've done so far uh, what what was the most what was the most interesting for you or the most fun to do or however you want to quantify it? Uh, for me, I think probably my favorite cast that we've done, not for the Yosuga Nosora segment, but for the Malu segment, <laughs> I thought that that was probably one of the okay. most fun discussions that we've had. interesting that uh, yeah the, yeah the, the, it, the discussion we had about the big monologue towards the end of Malu is what is definitely one of the more spirited discussions that we've had yeah no, it it was a meteor you know thing to concentrate on because it was you know one particular scene from one episode we don't we don't normally focus too much about individual actions or individual events in it, but that uh, that had a, an interesting amount to go to go with. Uh, I I hadn't considered that because, as you say, <laughs> it's it's attached to the accidentally weirdest uh, uh, you know individual series that we have. Uh, covered <laughs> but uh but i can i can agree with that i think i i have a little bit too much recency bias uh because if i'm thinking of a, an individual episode that has had the the strongest appeal for me uh, it would have to be our, our Otaku in Training episode one for a variety of reasons. Obviously, it's it's been, you know, only a few months ago since we started that. So sort of excitement of new format. I think it's, you know, by far, you know, of any of the series that we've covered at all, it's been the higher, highest ranking for me of the stuff that we have uh, chatted about getting to know Bama and Brandon, both of whom I didn't really know at all, but also getting to re-experience something as kind of huge and impactful as Madoka Magica through fresh new eyes. I've mentioned at other times that, uh, you know, anime for me has always been very communal. After my first few years where I had pretty much no one to work with once I started getting friends that I was gaming with constantly that I was doing other things constantly you know we we would go to Chinatown and uh uh grab a whole bunch of bootleg fan subs and I'd grab a bunch of anime soundtracks and j-pop soundtracks and we'd possibly grab a new import video game and then we'd all head back to my place and uh spend the weekend downing you know the rest of a show like we'd 
we we would always make the mistake of picking up as much of a show as is 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 available and then one tape of a new show that we hadn't watched yet so maybe we'd watch four episodes of Gundam Wing and then the next week or the next month we'd have to go back in and pick up the rest of it and then we'd pick up a tape of Kenshin and then we're like well crap now we have no more Kenshin to watch until we go in (laughs) (laughs) but that that very much you know that has the same kind of uh, we're not watching together and chatting you know we're not experiencing it together and obviously I'm, I'm not doing any of these for the first time at least yet, but it, it's it has a you know a, a communal appeal. That's a, a very classic way of uh, what anime had its appeal for me early on. Uh, it so it feels a little bit like it's cheating because it's it's hit it's more recent and it's hitting on a few sensors. But I I have a feeling that uh, one of ours will come in the future because I think that just being able to gush over something, we we experienced that a, a bit yesterday by just you know chatting about Kyoto Animation a lot. But I think once we once we start doing things like Space Brothers and whatever comes after that, that'll obviously take a while to go through in in detail. So uh, <laughs> I think the gush cats will probably have the most lasting appeal because introducing you know things we haven't experienced to each other is its own kind but you know it's it's not quite bouncing with each other and trampolining each other to new heights of excitement uh there's a lot of a back and forth and and in fact there's a, a little bit of combativeness that comes out when we realize oh they don't happen to like this thing as much as I do. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's intri- It's more interesting, uh, but I think it's less, you know, exciting just to uh, be able to podcast about. So I guess when we when we pop those, uh, we'll see how that how that appeals going forward. But uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to review or ask about uh, about finishing up year two? Is there anything you're most excited to start on or think that you want to particularly uh, uh, bring up in the, in year three? Uh, I definitely am looking forward to the Space Brothers Gush Cast. That's something I've been wanting to do with you for you know, months now. So I'm really looking forward to when we finally, you know, get started with that and are able to, you know, really start talking about that in depth. We've talked about it bits and pieces here and there over previous casts, but I'm looking forward to being able to really get into it with you. And also I'm really looking forward to more Taku and training episodes and eventually seeing how our trainees do when we give them a final exam or a pop quiz or something along the way. Yes, and do do we think that uh, they will lose their training wheels and continue with anything on their own at some point, or or do we Possibly. think we may be locking them into having fun uh, with the way that we're doing it, but not not necessarily joining in and and picking up old stuff or or joining into the uh, seasonal. Well, they don't know. You got it any? Yet. Uh... Oh. Uh, they don't know it yet, but I'm thinking that it'll be fun to w- eventually work them up to the point where they choose their own series some month, and we see how they react to making their own choice. I think that is definitely an, an interesting way to go. We have to... Uh... We have to acclimate them first, but uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll we'll chat about it at what point it seems like there's been enough acclimating that uh, now we'll see how how enthused one or the other would be in uh, you know either something they did watch before or something they feel like they want to watch that uh, no one has before. That would be interesting in and of itself. 
Uh, do you have any definitive promises as to uh, you know what to look forward in uh, expanding horizons specifically? What uh, I I feel like you you either threatened or promised me with at least one or two series. What what's likely to uh, to hit in the uh, in year three for sure for you? Uh, I'd have to double check my Trello board to see because I have a list <laughs> of like fifty series left that I still want to throw at you. Gotcha. Well, I suppose we've we've got uh, a while to go then. Yes, indeed, uh, and I still have the pictures of you to keep you locked in the co-host position. So, yes, definitely. You you made sure to get enough blackmail material this time. All of the hobo murders. I shouldn't have <laughs> shouldn't have recorded them. But uh yeah, I guess the only one I'm not sure when to snap it, but I feel like the the one that's bursting at the seams for me, for you, is uh Shoa Genbroku Rakugo Shinju for a variety of Yeah, I assume uh, that's coming my way eventually. That uh that's one of the year. I'm not if I'm not sure if it'll be explicitly the next one. Uh, I still enjoy bouncing off your suggestion or, or which of your suggestions I pick a lot of the time, but uh, but definitely that it's one that I'm like I really want to rewatch Rock Ago, so therefore <laughs> <laughs> I need you to watch it too. So we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, did you have any? I other guess we questions can. Or comments? I don't. I don't think so. Not not offhand. We can always bring up new things to to cap year three if we're gonna make a uh, if we're gonna make a a uh, a, a thing of uh, of this as well. But. Uh, I think we we have a, a good amount of reminiscence for now. We'll, right. we'll obviously have more for next year, covering indeed covering that year. Maybe maybe we'll have even started into the other decade stuff by then. Who knows? So, all right. Well, thank you, CT, for joining me for another fun discussion, and thank you for two years of a good time. Thanks for not getting sick of my weird voice already. And that extends to both you and our lovely audience. Uh, and thank I think you we should definitely experiment for... Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I was uh, just going to say... I was thinking we should it. definitely... Uh, I was just thinking that maybe for year three, we should experiment with more outside episodes to bring nature into the podcast and the occasional truck driving by. Well, so long as the sun can, keeps can... attempting to murder me, then it may happen. <laughs> that may be the case. So, all right, and thank you to all of you for listening to us for the last two years. Here's to another year of successful podcasts or just podcasts in general. Uh, and if you want to help us out, please feel free to give us a like, share, subscribe, or review on wherever you happen to be listening to this. It always is appreciated. And until then, have a great night, everybody. Lachayim, everybody. <laughs>